This is The Guardian. Just a warning, right from the off, this episode contains a little bad language and adult themes. I'm Grace Dent and this is Comfort Eating from The Guardian. A podcast where we pay homage to the lesser celebrated foods in life. Because even as a restaurant critic, I believe the food that matters most is often that snack you cobble together when you're curled up on the sofa. Each week, I ask my guest to lift the lid on what comfort foods have seen them through their lives. Because you can tell a lot about a person from what they eat behind closed doors. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, friends. I'm just testing out a new snack, which is a microwave muffin in a cup. Only 47 seconds from hungry to happiness. I've just been admiring my new bathroom shelves. Just had them put up this morning. Did Charlie, my partner, do it? No, no, he did not. I had a man around called Adrian. If you want something done, pay someone else to do it. That's what I say. I've got Rosie Jones coming to my house this afternoon. Rosie is a stand-up comedian as well as an actor and a writer. She's from Bridlington in Yorkshire. It was while working as a researcher on panel shows that Rosie caught the bug for writing jokes and she is now one of the most loved comics on the circuit. Rosie has cerebral palsy, a motor disability, and is becoming somewhat of a spokesperson for disabled people, reporting for Channel 4's The Last Leg at the Tokyo Paralympics, as well as appearing twice on Question Time. When I see Rosie on anything, I'm always struck by her air of confidence. She seems like a really, really good laugh, so I'm looking forward to spending the afternoon with her. I'm not allowed to eat it right away because it'll cause burns, apparently. Rosie Jones, welcome to Comfort Eating. Hello! How are you? I'm so excited to see you. You are the first guest that's walked into my house that I couldn't contain myself and I just bear hugged you. I I let you go when I realised I'd almost got you in a headlock and I just walked away <laughs> because I was like, it's her! 
<laughs> off the telly. So thank yeah, you for coming. I really enjoyed it. I don't know what it is about me. Mm. Even strangers <laughs> hug me. Yeah, I get that. And my friends are like, did you know them? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is where I get to find out what people really eat behind closed doors. I'm excited to know what you've got for me, but I heard a fair amount of rustling as it arrived. Not a lot of cooking. What are we going to eat today? Yeah, right. I'm so oh. excited. Right. Thank you very much. I ha Oh, gosh. Right, hang on. It's a delicious crusty roll. I'm opening it. There's crisps. Yeah. And under... Oh, God, hang on. There's a few layers. Underneath here... Oh my god, they're not. Are they anchovies? Yeah. Oh lord. <laughs> is that cheese? Is that is that is that is that like beurson? Yeah. Oh. It is a beurson crisp and anchovy sandwich. Is there any butter in there? No. Okay. I'm so glad you mentioned butter. Butter is a warm thing that I hate. Right. Well, this is a. There's a lot of tastes in this sandwich, isn't there? There's a lot going on, isn't there? This is not a bland sandwich. There's like your taste buds must like be like asbestos. Like that is a lot of like. So good! Oh my god! So good! I think I've got a spine. You genuinely <laughs> look in pain. <laughs> Tell me about eating it. It stems from my childhood. Okay. On Friday nights, we would have what we will call a Mediterranean dinner. Sounds glamorous. And growing up, I thought it was a treat. Yeah. But in hindsight, my mum and dad were teachers. Yeah. They clearly got to Friday and could not be asked. <laughs> cooking <laughs> so they go to the shop and get a baguette crisps anchovies cheeses patties so one day I thought what would happen if I put anchovy balsam and salt and vinegar crisps in the baguette and and now we know magic <laughs> magic right now we know you from the telly but yeah. before that before you were in front of the camera you were behind it mm. what were you doing when you first moved to london so I finished uni in 2011 mm -hmm. and I had 
not thought about a job. So I graduated and thought, bugger, yeah. <laughs> what can I do? What do I enjoy doing? Mm. Watching telly. So I would not recommend it, but I googled TV jobs yeah. and found Channel 4 yeah. had a diversity scheme yeah. for disabled people. Right. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm disabled. Let's all work out, <laughs> meant to be. Uh, and I literally applied yeah. for one job. I don't know if it's arrogance or naivety, <laughs> but I applied for that one job yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. thought, I'll get that. Yeah. And... I did. <laughs> so, four weeks later, off I came down to London. Oh I did not know a single person in London. And I didn't want to live anywhere that I didn't know already. Okay. So... I'm moved into a studio apartment in Kensington. Oh my god! No, in hindsight. Well, that's the most poshest place (laughs) in the whole of. Yeah. Was it a tiny studio? Oh. I can't emphasize how small it is. Uh-huh. In order to go to the toilet, you had to put your legs in the shower. And I wasn't earning a lot in mm. my telly job. Yeah. So for a nearly a year, 11 months, I lived off baked beans. Oh, God. Well, I mean, I do like baked beans, but not for 11 months. I mean, what on? Did you have them toast? Toast. Beans on toast? Yeah. No butter? No butter. This is the saddest story in the world. (laughs) You know what, though? As I sat in my tiny flat, eating my baked beans. I was so happy. Yeah. So happy because growing up, I used to occasionally come to London Mm. and I'd think, one day I will live here. I did it. I was living the London dream. So how did you go from working behind the camera to in front of it doing comedy? When I was a researcher on panel shows, you get the opportunity to write jokes. Yes. 
I want to write in jokes for Jimmy Carr. And the first time Jimmy said one of my jokes, I, I was so excited to hear people laughing at yeah. my joke. Yeah. But my second thought was, it didn't deliver it right. I was like, mate, I think I can do better than that. Was there a certain food that you ate around that time when you were starting in comedy that gave you comfort? during those hard first times walking out on stage? So I, early on, early on, I started a podcast mm. with my very, very good friend and amazing comedian, Helen Brower. We would meet early for the podcast because um, Helen would need a morning smoke and a coffee <laughs> and yeah. I would need my morning beef. Pardon? <laughs> It's not, it's not two words you get together often, do you? Mmm, my morning beef. What beef? Beef what? So, ew. <laughs> it was a chilli cheese beef. <laughs> so you and your mate, you meet each other. Yeah. She has a ciggy and a coffee and, and you have a delicious... <laughs> Beef sandwich. <laughs> you look angry. <laughs> Talk me through it. There must be some. There must be something good about this. And it was a chili beef. Yeah. Was it like the chili beef, like a chili con carne wrapped yeah. in a yeah. in a wrap? So, no, more like a panini. Panini. Yeah. Where was this? Was it a um, pret or eat eat eat? Yeah. I loved it so much. One day I got to eat and it wasn't there. It wasn't, you went there. It it had gone and I said to the regular waitress, (laughs) Daisy, Daisy, lovely lady, <laughs> I said, Daisy, where's my beef? And I said, <laughs> <laughs> Where's my beef? <laughs> you grew up with your mum, Andrea, your oh. dad, Robert. Oh. And your younger brother, Ollie. Yeah. You said before that that very questionable sandwich was part of your Friday night <laughs> tradition. What was the dynamic around the dinner table? Was it serious? Oh. No. 
always laughing, even now. That's my happy place. Like, we will go home and the four of us will sit at the table at 7pm and at 1am we'll still be going, eating the crisps, having a little cheeky wine and just talking. And for me, there's no better place Mm. to be. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. So this was in Bridlington? Yeah. What is it actually like to be in Bridlington growing up? Bridlington is amazing. If you're a child or if you're about to die... (laughs) <laughs> it's not the snappiest tourist information <laughs> motto, is it? <laughs> There's slight time frame between 10 and 70. I'm gonna go, there's absolutely bugger all there. So what do you do instead? I mean, it's a seaside town, so I think you do what you do as a teenager in any seaside town. You get a few bottles of vodka, you go down to the harbour and you get fingers. (laughs) 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 <laughs> magical times magical absolutely the same in Carlisle but we didn't have a harbour it's just a park it's just a park come on with the love bites thinking of vodka <laughs> I say that that's a joke I want I was not the one getting fingered. One house party I went to and everyone just got so drunk Mm. and orgy actually started upstairs. What were you doing? Um, And I... Was downstairs. <laughs> Listening. <laughs> having a lovely chat with my friend's mum, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> and she put on a lovely buffet. Yeah. So me and Jeanette just sat there <laughs> eating sausage rolls. <laughs> just squelching. Yeah. Having it upstairs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jeanette, these, these <laughs> volivons are delicious. Upstairs. <laughs> 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 and, and I feel like that says a lot about me. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you were 18, you went to the University of Huddersfield to study English yes. and creative writing. So what are your memories of arriving at Halls? Oh, I was so excited because, yeah, I always knew I wanted to move away and leave bread. Mm. I forgot food. <laughs> I forgot to pack food, yeah. so I got to Huddersfield and filled my cupboard with vodka <laughs> <laughs> and cider and a little bit of orange squash, mm. and that was it. Job done. That was my <laughs> priorities. Yeah. First night in uni accommodation, my flatmate, Charlotte, took pity on me. And she said to me, my mum made a quiche. Do you want some? I know. Oliver, like, yeah. please. And um, we sat, sat down at the quiche and we've been best friends ever since. Aww. Even now, Charlotte is my best friend. Yeah. And she cut my tea. Every day. Wow. So she kept me alive. Were you a very good student? Were you? Did you go to all your lectures? I did. I did. Technically. <laughs> <laughs> so I love a drink. Even now, I'm only five foot, but I... Regularly go out and drink eight pints of lager. Oh, my God. I did that last night. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You look so fresh. Thank you. What? <laughs> I don't believe in God, but I, I think if I was a God, when he made me, he was out shit. I had to make a disabled one, but to make up for it, <laughs> let's give Breathe. her a bionic clip. <laughs> <laughs> you say you went to lectures 
Technically. Technically. Talk me through that. So I will go out probably five nights a week. And a lot of my lectures were at 9am. So I go to bed about 7am. I wake up at half eight. I finish my kebab. <laughs> <laughs> feeling dodgy um, rolling to uni and sit at the back um, and because I'm disabled the university gave me a note taker because I said I couldn't type. <laughs> can you type? I can. <laughs> see, that's really bad. That's really bad. I've actually found a new level of appalled since I've met you. <laughs> that, what help? I said to them, oh, I'm too disabled. <laughs> Tell me about the note-taker. Was it a man or a woman? Was... So I had different note-takers, usually a lovely little woman, who every day would be like, oh, um, you look a bit pale. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it's a disability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. So university, it's a time for personal exploration, mm. finding out who you are. Mm. How did you feel about dating uh, around this point? See, that was interesting because I knew I was a gay. Yeah. But when you're a teenager and you're in a small seaside town mm. and on top of that, you're bloody disabled, yeah. you're already different. Mm. Like, everyone knew me mm. as... Oh, the disabled one. So I really could not fathom how I could be disabled and gay, yeah. like. And there's several problems that I came up against. Firstly, in terms of media in the 90s and early noughties actually even bloody now you don't see disabled people or disabled characters on TV being sexual being in happy relationships 
show for mm. me. Um, in my teenagers, I had gay thought, but I thought, oh, I'm wrong because I'm not gay because A, I'm disabled and B, I don't want to be a PE teacher. <laughs> 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 Because that's the only queerness I saw. (laughs) (laughs) And then at university, I really started having gay feelings for women. But... At that time, I was more angry. Mm. I was like, bloody hell, no, no, I can't be bloody gay. Mm. That's too much. Mm. Like, my head would explode. Mm. Well, in London, I started to find my people, yeah. so... I met some queer women and some gay, gay guys and I loved going to gay bars. But even then, I wasn't acting on it. And again, we go back to... I think it's internal... Um, ableism uh, and that even when I was in my early 20s I was like right I know I'm gay mm. I know I have attraction and feeling towards women but I'm disabled so no one will ever fancy me I'll never act on it, so what's the point in coming out? Like, what's the point in telling friends and family Mm. of a thing that will never happen to me? I thought I can have great friends, I can have a great job, I can save money for a great apartment. Will I ever have a partner? No, no. And it was never a worry yeah. to me. And I'm single now. Um, and I'm very, very happy. Yeah. But I definitely got to a place where I do think that and gay, I absolutely will find a partner yeah. one day. Yeah. But right now, I'm having a lovely time. Let's talk about representation. It seems to me that throughout your life, your disability, it has been part of who you are, but it's never defined you. Mm. And of course, 
We're now seeing you on the telly, being a comedian, but also you're a voice on issues affecting people with disabilities. What's it like being a spokesperson? Oh, I, I, I go on a journey with this because when I started comedy, I always made it clear that I don't speak for all disabled people. I speak for this disabled person and I still do um, but I need to acknowledge the fact that I've now got a platform people like me people listen to me and especially in the pandemic year no one was speaking up for disabled people. They were being ignored and overlooked by society and our government. So I definitely got to a point where I am first and foremost a comedian but if I got that opportunity to speak up for what it's like to be disabled mm. or queer of a woman, mm. I absolutely will because we're still fighting yeah. for equality. So it's... You're getting that balance right. Alongside all the telly, you've also written a children's book. The amazing Edie Eckhart about a schoolgirl who has cerebral palsy. And you've just bought your first flat. Congratulations. Thank you. How did you celebrate? I, so I moved into my flat last week. Oh, wow. So I've only been in the eight days and I walked in on my own and it was totally empty mm. and I felt so emotional and I thought back to eating baked beans on my own in that flat in Kensington. And I thought every decision, every research job I did, every shitty gig I did, they've all led to this. This is mine. And I sat in my living room on the floor and had a bag of pickled onion <laughs> monster munch. Delicious. I thought about it a lot because I love eating. Mm. I love snacks. 
have really what I had that day in that moment judged me was so important. So yeah, that's how I celebrated. Rosie Jones, thank you so much for comfort eating with me. I loved it. <laughs> now will you finish your sandwich? No. <laughs> this episode of Comfort Eating was produced by Jack Claremont. The series producer is Leia Green and the executive producer is Kathy Drysdale. The music was written by Axel Kakutier. Mixing and sound design was by Sammy L. Anani. If you like comfort eating, please leave us a review. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And use the hashtag ComfortEatingPod to get in touch about the podcast or share your own comfort foods. I'll be back on Tuesday. This is The Guardian. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that... Wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.